Section 2, Lesson 30, The Purpose of the Wilderness. And that is restoration, guys. Uh, let's go to Exodus 13, verse 17 to 18. It reads, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest less perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly rank out of the land of Egypt. Guys, people had fallen in nature. They could not in any way obey the men upstairs. They did not even know they were sinners. These people did not even know what sin was. If you go to Romans 7, 7, it says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. You understand? So, they had never been given any command. Since they did not know they were sinners, they were, they were falling in nature, they did not know about Adam or that Adam was killed by sinning against God and became a fallen race. I have said that before God works with a person, he first gives the person a promise. This is done for encouragement. He knows the rule that says you can't trust a person who has nothing to lose. He did it with Abraham, he did it with Joseph and David. In fact, this is his style. Seriously, guys, you can't trust a person who has nothing to lose. Never trust that person. The promise of God is always within reach. It's just that the journey to it is excruciating. The purpose of going to the wilderness is for restoration. Adam was supposed to be obedient. He was supposed to be a sheep. When he sinned, he lost all of that. He became a goat. Goats never listen. They do as please them. In lesson, guys, in, in one of the lessons, we said that unless we become like children, we can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Satan was already expected to take over the world. Adam was supposed to be a sheep. A sheep listens to a shepherd. Since Satan was already on earth, he, uh, the command given to Adam was meant to protect him from Satan. If a sheep strays away from the sh uh, shepherd, wolves take over. This is why Jesus gave Adam the command in the first place to protect him from this wolf called Satan. As much as the children of Israel were still falling in nature, Daddy wanted to introduce sin to them so that Satan will stay away from them. The blood of animals that was used at that time could get rid of the spirit of death. To restore them means he has to tell them what sin was. These people coveted and did not even know they were sinning. These people could just kill and did not even know they were sinning. I mean, Abraham lied to Abimelech to protect himself and he had already started working with God. Daddy did not say anything because Abraham did not know what sin was. Daddy was content with what he had uh, done to respect him. He wanted to take the Israelites to Canaan, the promised land. The problem is that since they were sinning and did not know about it, it was it. Guys, Satan obviously could penetrate them. The only way to invite Satan, guys, is by disobeying daddy. Nothing else. Nothing else. If you want to invite Satan, I'm going to give you this advice. In fact, this one is not from the pit of hell. It's from heaven itself. If you want to invite Satan in your life, disobey Jesus' command. It's simple as that. You don't have to pay. It doesn't cost anything. You simply just disobey his commands after knowing them. It's simple. It's so simple. It's FOC free of charge. They could have arrived there in Canaan and started sinning. 
You understand? So obviously he had to take them away to the wilderness. Remember, even Canaan was not about them. Mm -mm. Canaan, it was about God putting them in one place in preparation for the coming of Jesus. Everything God did was for himself, but they also could benefit. That is will is for him, but the one who is doing it has something to gain from it. You understand that uh, they were in Egypt, and if Jesus uh, was born while they were in Egypt, I mean, I mean, guys, there wouldn't be any order. There was no law in Egypt. There is no law in the world. The, the law that, that we have in the world is under the God of this age. So obviously we can't protect it against Satan from this law. This law only protects against the flesh and uh, against dying physically, not spiritually. Do you understand? Not necessarily against dying physically, but against um, suffering, you know. It protects us from certain things happening to us in, in the early age, you understand. But God's laws, they protect from dying spiritually. So Jesus could not have been born while they were still in, in Egypt. Daddy had to take them to the wilderness to teach them. So he had to make them pass through the wilderness. If he had taken them to Canaan Strait, they could have met people who were more powerful than they. Remember also that at that time, they had not learned much about this God who created the earth and the heavens. These people had other gods and were numerous in number. The difference with the God who stays in heaven, faith, guys, is a must. Faith is a must, meaning one must believe and trust that he will do as he said. If one doesn't believe, he doesn't respond to what he said. He gives individual or a group instruction which must be followed step by step. To take a step into what he commands requires faith. If they must fight against the Canaanites, they must know God's commands and also trust that he will fulfill his word. This is restoration. One cannot be restored until they have learned to obey his commands and trust he will do what he says. So guys, you understand what is restoration? You think restoration is getting rings of the world? Shame. You were told the wrong thing. To be restored is to go back to the place you were. And Adam was dead. The only restoration was if he obeys, he learns obedience. Is if he learns what sin was. You remember Adam was given a command when he was still alive. So being given a command doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's how we were created. We must have the law to protect us because we must be protected. So restoration is actually taken to that place where you know the laws of God and you obey them in order to remain spiritually alive. It is not about having the things of the world. Often nowadays we hear people preaching about restoration, they said you're going to be restored, you're going to get this and that from the world. That's not restoration, that is a message for the pit of hell. And then they use job. They, they, they are not even job. They, they does not even speak to them. They call themselves job. Like seriously, guys. You must understand that job was spiritually dead. You are spiritually alive. Job's blessings were here on earth. The Canaanites, I mean, the Israelites physically were given the uh, physical uh, blessings because they were spiritually dead. You, if you have accepted Jesus, your blessings are reserved in heaven because it means you are spiritually alive. Daddy will not coexist with Satan. He will not do that. He will not fight with Satan for you to get things. Satan is giving you things and Daddy is giving you things. It isn't like Daddy is competing with Satan. I mean, he will not do that. Guys, we should stop embarrassing that man. It's not funny anymore. So there is no reason for him to take them uh, uh, via the wilderness other than that. 
when they got there, Moses was given two tablets of stones written God's command with his finger. At the same time, he was performing miracles. I mean, these guys received bread made straight from heaven. They saw something others would never believe if they were told. These people would go fight against another country and would win despite the fact that they were outnumbered. To be fair, Daddy really showed them that he really does exist and that he can play his part very well. After they had learned the commandments, they knew coveting is sin. They knew stealing is sin, killing is sin, to lie is sin. Before, they did all of this and did not know they were sinning. So their sin was not counted against them because where there is no law, sin is not taken into account. You find that in Romans 5.13, where there is no law, sin is not taken into account. Meaning, because you have not been given a law, even if you do sin, it's not going to be taken into account because you don't know. As we said, Jesus will judge based on what you know. After knowing this truth, guys, anyone who sinned on purpose was either stoned to death or banished from the community. No one who willingly disobeyed God made it to the promised land. In fact, only Joshua and Caleb who made it to the promised land from those who entered the wilderness who were at the military age, like the age of um, 21. The rest who entered were the kids because they were born there. Go to Joshua 5 book of Joshua 5 verse 6 it says for the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord saw that he would not show them the land which the Lord had shown to their fathers that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey we have said this as well. There it does not change. In fact, the Old Testament was given to us so that we can learn about the history of the one who created heaven and the earth, to know how the world came about, to know how daddy deals with those he, he is in a covenant with. Till this day, he still does the same thing. He will reveal his promise to the person which is his will and use it to change one's mindset because we are to conform to the word of God. Then once a person is brought into his will, he will take that person into the wilderness to teach his commands. Then step by step, telling one to move one step in faith. You understand? Unfortunately, people don't know the will of God and this hinders them from dealing directly with him. People are filled with the theory of the Bible and walk by their own will, which is really nonsense in his eyes. You see, guys, let me make this thing very clear to you. If you don't know, for instance, I'll make an example. I love examples because they make you see things clearly. For instance, let's say I am doing my own will. Doing my own will, then I go to church. I attend services. Whether it's three times a week or 90 times a week, it doesn't matter. Or 27, 24, it doesn't matter. If I am doing my will, then I go to church. What I read, what I learn at church is just theory. Because it doesn't relate to what I am doing. Experience and theory must go together. That's why these people were taken to the wilderness. And then they were tested. And then they were sent to go and fight against other countries. Daddy was combining both experience and theory. He gives them theory, teachings, his commands, and then he sends them to the wilderness, meaning they were in his will and at the same time teaching him the, the, the laws, the Bible, so they could learn. If I am saved and I'm doing my own will and I go to church, it means 
what I learned there is just theory, which will not help me because it's not in line with what I'm doing. My plans will demand that I bribe. My plans will demand that I lie. My plans will uh, demand that I do things that are contrary to his word, meaning I will, I will um, compromise his word. And I, I go to church and read this theory that says I shouldn't compromise his word. Yet because my plans demands that I compromise. You understand the Bible and my plans, guys, will never go together. They contradict one another. They can't coexist. That is why he was that is why they were taken to the wilderness and at the same time giving the laws. Daddy wanted to transform their minds while giving them experience. No one can be changed by his own will. That is why church buildings are filled, guys, with people who just... I'm tired of saying this. You know? You end up pretending to believe. How can you believe when you don't even know what to believe in? One, people don't even know what is being promised, which is actually heaven. People don't even believe heaven exists. Look at our walk, guys. Look at our walk. Paul was shown heaven. He was given the, uh, the promise, Paul, you're coming to heaven. Then he read, uh, was reading the scriptures and also was given to write most of the scriptures in the Bible. So this was combined together with experience. You understand? So if you're doing your own will and you read the Bible, it's just theory to you. It's just going to be theory. That's it. You can't apply it. That is why you can't apply the Bible. That is why... You find that when we're young, we are taken to Sunday school to be taught the, the, the Bible. When we grow old, we can't even apply it in our lives. Why? My plans will be destroyed by what is written in the Bible. My plans will be destroyed by what is written. The commands stand in the way of my dreams coming true. The commands stand in the way of my goals coming true. You understand? So I simply have to uh, forfeit my own plans and do his will in order for this bible to work in line with what i'm doing that is why he invites all of us to do his will no one who believes jesus disobeys him you understand we always say this in first john 2 4 says no one who says i know him disobeys him this person is a liar without knowing what is being promised you cannot have faith how, how then can you walk as a christian you don't even know where you are going if you know your plans, you know where, where, where your plans are taking you. Guys, it's very, very important that you understand it. It's very You are not even led by the Holy Spirit when you are, are doing your own plans because the Holy Spirit is there to intercede for the saints according to what? To God's will. So when you do your own will, you don't need the Holy Spirit. You see, also, this generation saints are taken into the wilderness the moment you get saved you'll be taken into the world the world is the wilderness that, that is why everything that is here in the world is against what the bible says you cannot apply the bible in your life you can't apply the bible in the world i'm telling you believe you me you can't apply the bible in the world it will not work for you your plans will fail dismally you know if you want your plans to fail dismally do you know what you should do obey the bible if you want your plans to fail you see, guys, I'm very realistic. I'm very realistic. Sometimes I say things that will shock you because I'm very realistic. If you want your, your plans, your dreams, your will to fail dismally, 
you must obey Jesus' commands if you want them to fail dismally. Why? Because his commands are in line with his own will. That is why he invites us to his will. That is why you find that uh, if you obey the Bible, your life will crumble here on earth. You will have nothing, absolutely nothing. Nix, N-I-X. Guys, you need to be honest if you must be helped. Otherwise, you can't. These generation saints are also taken into the wilderness, but they die. Because either they can't read God's commands in the Bible or they just don't trust Him. If you don't know His will, you can't get His promise. If He has not promised you anything, you have nothing that compels you to stand trials or Satan. He can't trust you. I can't even trust you myself because I can't trust one who has nothing to lose. That's why Jesus will take Paul, take him to heaven, show him heaven. Jesus knows Paul has seen heaven. Paul wants heaven. Paul wants to get to heaven. So Jesus trusts Paul. says, you know what? I trust this one because he has something to lose. You understand? He trusts his disciples because they know that if they disobey him, they will be spiritually dead. And they don't want to die spiritually. So he will trust you. Why? You can't lose your soul. If you don't know any of that, obviously you would disobey him. Jesus can't trust you because you have nothing to lose. I can't trust a person who has nothing to lose. Have you seen it in the movies? The thugs will kidnap your child, kidnap your family in order to command you to go and do something for them. Because if they don't, they, you have nothing to lose, so they can't trust you. In order to trust the person, you must have something dear on your side to hold it against them. They will do what you want. Other than that, they won't. Daddy is also, guys, th that man is very clever. That, that is why he showed his disciples heaven and showed them uh, New Jerusalem. John says he saw New Jerusalem. Gold mentions. Who wouldn't want to go there? Now we've got something to lose if we disobey Jesus. He knew, oh, I'm going to trust John. Why? I've shown John this thing. And I'm sure John wouldn't want to lose these things just for the earthly things. Who, who, who would want to lose that for these useless things here? Obviously, these things look beautiful when you don't know the real ones. Believe you me. Believe you me when I tell you that. Nevertheless, it is important to understand. I mean, who would want to forfeit their soul? Jesus knew that if you disobey Jesus, I mean, if you disobey God's uh, commands, if you, if you don't do his will, you forfeit your soul. So obviously, daddy trusted Jesus. Why? Jesus has something to lose. What is that? His soul. If he doesn't do his will, he will die spiritually. So he has something to lose. The reason you disobey him is because you've got nothing, absolutely nothing to lose. You know when you have something to lose, you will do whatever it takes. I'm telling you, you will do whatever it takes. I can't trust anyone who has nothing to lose. We are wired to work hard for things that we can benefit from. It's just the way we are. We are wired like that to work hard for the things that we can benefit from. Abraham wanted a son. Joseph wanted to be an official in Egypt. David was wanted a king, uh, kingship. Everyone had something in it for themselves. Even Jeremiah wanted to be the greatest prophet. He withstood Satan because of it. And Jeremiah was scared of that guy. He told him, hey, if you ever fear them, I will dismay you before them. Understand? All of them ignored hardship and pain because they wanted something. Jesus wanted the head of the church. He wanted to be the head of the church. There is nothing wrong with that, guys. And God knows that. 
This is why he always comes with a promise when he shows up. You know, guys, that man, you will never outsmart that man upstairs. You will come to me with something of the world and you promise me that and you will command me and you expect me to disobey Jesus. You wouldn't know what Jesus has promised me first. That guy will come and show you things, I'm telling you. That guy will come and take you and you will go and see things, I'm telling you. That when the people of this world come with their things, come with their monies, come with their material things, you'll be like, duh, I don't need them. And, it, and guys, you won't even tell them the secret. Why? Jesus has already came and he showed you things and he told you things. That guy, whenever he shows up, that man upstairs, he shows up with something because he cannot trust you if you have nothing to lose. Believe you me, I know that man. I deal with that guy. That guy is very clever. You can never outsmart him. If you read uh, 2 Peter 1, 3, verse 5, he says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Guys, this life and godliness means uh, a person who is spiritually alive, pertain to that life and godliness, meaning doing the things of God. I'll read again, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory of and virtue, by which he have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Do you know why you never obey him? I will tell you because you might not know. He has never given you a personal promise. Do you know, Paul? Hey guys, I'm telling Paul was taken to that heaven. John saw these things. Go to 2 Corinthians 12, verse 3 to 4. It reads, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, such a one was caught up to the dead heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up into paradise and had inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Do you get that? This is sad, but it's the truth. Do you know why Jesus' disciples could stand suffering and pain? Apart from the fact that they knew the existence of Jesus, Jesus promised them things personally. He promised them things personally. Go to Matthew 19, from verse 28. It says, from verse 29, it says, Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the, in, in, the, in, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Do you get that? Do you get that? They, they are promised eternal life. Who wouldn't want to live eternally? I mean, guys, I know no one. I will kill for that. <laughs> Literally. I'm joking, guys, but seriously. I'm not saying these guys to, you know, to make us feel bad. But I'm just letting you know why these people obeyed Jesus. You understand? So maybe... The reason we don't obey him, it's because we have not been promised anything. Exactly. Maybe the world has promised things first. Maybe the world has promised us. The world has promised us big dreams and money and blessings. How can I not disobey Jesus? 
I mean, how can I choose Jesus instead of the, the world, instead of blessings? When a problem, guys, is perpetual, the source must be revealed. So people can't remain in the wilderness. It's an agonizing place. Who wants to suffer? Who wants to suffer? After all, guys, in churches we are told that we shouldn't suffer. But it's amazing. The Holy Spirit is saying exactly the opposite. If you go to Romans 8, verse 16, it says, The Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. From suffering to glory. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And then you go to Revelation 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. You understand? Last but not least, look at what the Holy Spirit says about Jesus. Go to Hebrews 12 verse 3 to 4. He says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. These people suffered for God. They suffered for God. Why? Their eyes were stuck on the promise. They were stuck. Colossians 3, 1 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things on earth. Where are your eyes? Stuck on earth because earth has promised you opportunities, dreams, money blessings exactly guys i always say this look at a person's work check who is being obeyed is it the, the the one in heaven through his commands or is it the world through disobeying his commands who 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 has the hold over what you want you, you will only obey the person who has the hold over what you want how can you then obey someone who has not promised you anything obviously god's promises are for his children but his so-called children don't even believe in his existence so what is the purpose of the wilderness guys in short what is the purpose of the wilderness it is to learn the commands the commandments of god so that we can be protected against satan and also retain the promise of heaven that is what faith is all about. If you say you have faith and you disobey that man, you are lying. If Jesus says if we disobey him, we'll go to hell. And you tell me that you have faith, meaning you should obey him. If you disobey him, then you, you, you are lying because nobody wants to go to hell. I mean, guys, nobody. Let me be honest with you now. Tired of joking. Nobody wants to go to hell. No one. Even if you don't believe it, but nobody wants to go because the thought of hell just freaks the hell out of me. Obviously, the hell out of you as well. It freaks. So nobody wants to go there. The mere fact that you're disobeying Jesus after knowing the truth, it means that you don't understand. You don't have faith at all. That, that's what faith is all about. It's about uh, or believing what he said about what he reserved in us for heaven. And then obeying so that we can get to our canon. That's our canon. We all want to make it to canon. Are we like the children of Israel? Obviously, they were promised the things of the world. Their canon was here on earth. They didn't make it, if you must know. 
Only Joshua and Caleb and those who were born there in Canaan. I mean, in the wilderness, who made it? Those who left Canaan at the age of 21 didn't make it. They, they didn't believe him. Just like right now, we are promised heaven. We don't, we don't believe him. We disobey him. And we're not going to make it to heaven. It's simple as that, guys. It's short and very simple. It's not complicated. So that is the purpose of Canaan restoration. We're going back to the form uh, of Adam was before he sinned, meaning we have been giving the command so that we learn to obey daddy. Thank you.